welcome to Disney Minus Reverse Rebirth, the awkward little brother that ends up actually making friends with all of your friends and just becoming their friend anyway to regular Disney Minus, where instead of Disney movies, we talk about that time Disney movies said, but what if anime and also video games? I'm Steven. I'm Kat. And we're not discussing the game so much as I'm being dragged kicking and screaming through them. Basically. Well, okay, so... Kicking, screaming, and occasionally making snide comments. I mean, let's be honest. That was going to happen no matter what. Well, duh. Yeah. It's got you and I in this. <laughs> and I mean, speaking of, do you remember what happened last time? Uh, I remember we had the YRP fairies. I remember Sephiroth made a few appearances. Uh, had yes. a couple organization fights, and uh, I think s- somebody died, but uh, not not entirely clear. I don't think it was a main character or anything. No, it couldn't possibly have been anyone important. I'm sure no. they'll stay dead and not and absolutely not come back. Some random <laughs> red shirt background character, I'm sure. Okay, before, but yes, uh, so that's that's basically it. Also, we met Tron. That was pretty neat. Right. Uh, before we actually get into the new stuff this week, we were going kind of quick there toward the end. So I wanted, uh, so I wanted to go back over, or really not not redo like a cutscene, but I wanted to focus on uh, this one thing. I'm sending it to you in Facebook Messenger instead of uh, instead of the Anthem report. Okay. Hang on. Hmm. Because, like I said, we were going kind of quick there toward the end, but we did have that cutscene. Uh, with um, we don't know who yet. One of the yeah. guys in black. Um, if you're watching along, then you know his voice by now, at least, because duh. So I can at least say he's the boss guy because voice similarity. But um, well, I gotta get caught up. Go- I actually haven't caught up on the Let's Plays yet, so I need to get caught up. That's fair. I forget which episode number we're on anyway, so I'll check that later. <laughs> I think you usually check. But it we again. did. Bye. But um, we did get a final mix cutscene of him going into this mysterious chamber area thing uh, below the castle where Leon's gotten himself set up and uh, going down into this special room that had a busted up suit of armor. And uh, Kat, since I sent it to you in Facebook Messenger, you can obviously zoom in, although I assume you probably could have on Discord too. Um, what's that next to the suit of armor? Uh, that would be a keyblade. Yeah, that would be a keyblade, wouldn't it? Also, his mouth looks really weird. I, well, it, it's just armor, so there I mean, is I know that, it's I like guess. an armor <laughs> thing, but just, it looks like a shark, kind of. Sorry, I just, eh. I happened to notice that while I was looking at the Keyblade. Eh, little, yeah, a little jagged, I guess. Um, so yeah, you know, just, just something to keep in mind. Just something to remember. Uh, I put a pin in that. Yeah, put a pin, we'll put a pin in that one. Uh, do, 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 do. Let me get back over into my notes. There we go. Oh, come on now. But- Google Docs over here backing me all the way out. Google, don't pull this shit like you have in the last week or so. I know. Hang on, scrolling. Did I go too far? Or was it Google no. or Audacity that was giving you issues with the last recording? Uh, I I don't remember. Or was it Craig? It might have been. No, I think it might have been Discord. I had a couple pictures that I thought. Yeah, it might have been one of those situations where I thought that I had a couple pictures cropped down enough, but then I didn't, or something like oh, that. No, Oh, I was referring to when it wasn't letting you like up, uh, upload the episode or edit the episode. Oh, yeah, that was weird. That was Craig a few weeks ago. I don't know what yeah. that was about. Okay, and there we was, go. Uh, so, yeah. Not Herbie. That was the Little Mermaid 2 episode, wasn't it? It no. was It was hitting Little Mermaid 2, and it was also doing it to uh, the next Reverse Rebirth episode that was happening. Uh, but I was far right. enough ahead on that one that it ended up not being a problem. Gotcha. 
Hmm, excuse me. Okay, so we can go ahead and hop in. Um, yes, I will. We we danced around it. Not even danced around. We just didn't say who it was. Uh, Goofy is dead. That is where we're picking up. Everyone is angry and running away from his dead body. The camera has panned back over to focus on how dead he definitely is. I still say we should have had the Goofy scream when he got thrown backwards. <laughs> that would have been very good. Opportunity there. Dude, dude, dude. Let me know when you're ready to the timer. One sec. Let me let me go ahead and just post this first cluster of pictures because it's like a bunch. Uh do 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 do. Let me make sure. Yeah, okay, it's four. Not Pokemon. There we go. Okay. Yeah, there we go. Okay. So yeah, so I've got those uh, those posted because that's gonna be like the first few minutes of stuff to talk about. Um so yeah, so uh Mickey ran off saying they'll pay for this. Uh, Donald ran off. Kind of looked like he was going in a different direction. Not really important. They'll all meet back up later on, of course. Um, so you are playing just as Sora for this next stretch. Uh, but so basically, what it'll do is as you get into each area, um, it'll like okay. seal off. Heartless will pop up. All of that jazz. And um, one of the Final Fantasy characters will team up with you for like that little area. So first you you get Yuffie fighting like a bunch of shadows um, with her like big ass ninja star and stuff. Obviously she doesn't like go as all out as they have her do when like you fight her in the arena or whatever. But um, but like yeah, so she's it's pretty cool with Yuffie because obviously she's a ninja, so she's like really really quick and like tossing that star around all over the place. Um, I think these posted out of order. They did. Because second is actually Tifa. And she comes uh, jumps in here without a weapon and is literally just punching the Heartless so hard that they explode. And I fucking love it. I'm here um, for it. Yeah, we, I managed to get a good picture right at the very end of her like kind of charging up a blast, I guess, to do along with her punch. I don't really know. I feel like <laughs> I would have a better idea of what she was doing if I had actually played. to be a Heartless behind Sora. Yeah, well, yeah. I feel like I would have a better idea of what she was doing if, like, I had actually played Final Fantasy VII. But, you know. You know Probably fun such things, a... I want to say. Well, yeah. <laughs> uh, Leon has his big old glowy on his sword. So he's, you know, slashing him, slashing him up, beating him all up. Uh, Cloud fucking slams in on his section and, like, does a shockwave that, like, just destroys the first set of Heartless. And then, of yeah. course starts doing the thing that he's you know known for well he'll just like float a little bit and zoom around and slash and all of that jazz right. um if you if you stand still and like you know keep your camera focused on him you can actually see him doing his like what is it the omni slash where he like does that like three slash thing that he's or that he always does so you can actually like so all of them if you like focus on like they're actually doing the like the their signature moves that I would know better if I had played more Final Fantasy. <laughs> um, but yeah, so you you fight through a whole little area like that. Um, it's like the area itself isn't really much. It's basically just a big hallway just made out of stone. Um, but you you get into an area. I forget the name of the this the name of this place is like the Great Maw or some bullshit like that. Like trying to sound cool. Um where uh mickey and donald also show up and they're like 
all right, so how how are we doing? And then, of course, everyone gets sad because now they have a minute to breathe, and they're like, oh, Goofy, who immediately shows up, and he's just like, hey, fellas, you guys left me behind. Motherfucker. <laughs> Mickey gets all excited and goes to hug him, and he's just like, gosh, your majesty, I get hit on the head all the time. We couldn't have even like, left him dead for, like, one world, let it sink in a little bit. <laughs> no, he's literally, he's dead for, like, ten minutes. God damn it. If that. Um, Donald, who I guess just isn't very good at processing his emotions, walks up to Goofy and <laughs> fucking slams him in the knee with his, uh, with his staff. And he's just like, ow, that hurt too. I mean, kind of feel Donald right there. Yeah, you know, that's fair, actually, is the thing. Um, in fact, if someone let me, like, if you let me think you were dead, and then you popped up, like, ten sickest letter going, JK, <laughs> I probably would slap you with something. Yeah, like, he literally says, like, I get hit on the head all the time. But that really, that did really hurt, though. And it's like, all right, I guess. Uh, but yeah, so they all they all regroup. Everything's getting epic. We've got a whole big badass army of Heartless out here. We get the camera showing us both of the castles, which is good for me because I always get confused as to if there's one castle or two in this stupid place. We see this big old army of Heartless just marching out from the castle from the first game where Maleficent, I assume, is still just hanging out. Like, oh, shit. As far as I know, she's still hanging out in her castle from the first game. Uh, <laughs> but off to the side, let me get to a picture of it. Da, 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 there we go. Off to the side, we see this dude in the distance, just just hanging out and watching. And we finally get his face reveal uh, because <laughs> I just I can't with these fucking lines. Hang on, let me let me see. I think I wrote them down verbatim. Up there, are you laughing I, at his face or at what he says? Do what? <laughs> I said I couldn't tell if you were laughing at his face or what he says. No. Okay, no, I didn't I didn't write down exactly what gets said. Um but hang on. Okay. It's that's right. They he he pulls his hood down and looks over at them and I forget which one of them says this. I should have rewatched the video. I'm pretty sure it's either Donald or Goofy. One of them says, Hey, it's the guy who's not handsome and then the other one butts in and says, You mean it's his heartless? <laughs> Okay, I swear or to God, I thought to... you like I thought you edited that text onto that picture. No, <laughs> no, that's <laughs> literally what they say. One of them says, "Hey, it's the guy who's not handsome," and the other one says, "You mean it's his nobody?" That's right. Donald says it's the guy who's not handsome, and Goofy says, "You mean it's his nobody?" And, <laughs> and then this is when Mickey finally remembers him or like who he is now that he gets a good look at him, and um, we have and he experiences a flashback. Uh, first off, though, I think I've said his name before. This guy's name is uh, Zemnis. I guess I'll go ahead and post that real quick just to give you the spelling uh, because there's also a hilarious joke with it. Boop. I thought you that said see... Christmas at first. You thought what? I thought it said Christmas at first. <laughs> well, there's a different joke along with this. You see, this is something that we'll get get into more as the series goes on. But all of oh the members God, of organization, yeah. no, that's it. That's the joke. Um, all of the all of the all of the members of organization thirteen, um, we'll figure out as the series goes on. Their nobody names are just their original name scrambled up and with the letter X added in. 
Okay, and at some point, that part I didn't and know. It's, yeah, and um, at some point along the way, the fans noticed that you could rearrange Zimnis to make man sex. So that's the joke among the fandom for him. Because what it's actually supposed to be is, you know, he started calling himself Ansem. So that plus X and then rearranged. But <laughs> no, no, he's he's man sex. <laughs> I'm never going to be able to unhear that. <laughs> Thanks, guys. It's it's hilarious is the thing. Um, but we regrettably have to go into this flashback. Um, this is where... We will actually finally find out what's going on with the whole is he Ansem or is he not Ansem because Nikki is remembering a guy that he used to know called Ansem the Wise. Mm-hmm. Uh, we see a short conversation basically just of the two of them talking and eating ice cream. <laughs> again um, with that urine salt water flavor thing. Do what? Said again with that salt water flavor thing. It's sea salt and yeah apparently it's like the best flavor ever. Uh, but in, in the middle of their conversation, um, his one of his apprentices comes in and is like, in just the goofiest fucking voice you've ever heard. I forgot to check who voices apprentice uh, this guy because I always been to and I just forget. But in like the dorkiest sounding voice, he just comes in and says, Master Anson, about the proposal that I made to you, I was wondering if you had had a chance to had had a chance to respond or something like that. I forget his exact, his exact wording. Uh, but basically, this <laughs> this baby-face-looking dude comes in, That's who you will, of course, do. No. <laughs> no. No, it's not. It's not. It's, no, that's not Sephiroth. Um, no, I said Sephiroth. Remember at the beginning, we had Sephiroth and not Skate. Oh, right, 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 right. We're still getting to those Wait, guys. They're a ways off. We still um, have No. No, that's we got it. a way to go. Uh, before we get to them. Um, but you will recognize this dude from the portrait that I mentioned uh, Ansem just having on his wall. Uh, this is an apprentice of his whose name was Xehanort, which I will go ahead and spell out because hot damn is this a name. That sure is a name. Yep, it sure is. Uh, is Julie has Stephanort ruined... From? Do what? Is that where you got Stephanort from? Yes. Nice. <laughs> Mystery solved! Uh, um, that's also something else that we'll get into later on. Um, Julie has officially ruined this guy's name for me, uh, by pointing out that his name sounds like something that would be, like, one of the aliens from Scientology. And the thing is, she's kind of not wrong. She's not, is the thing. Yeah, so that's where I am now. Um, <laughs> uh, so basically, um, I didn't write down word for word what it said, but basically, um, Apprentice Zaynort comes in and is like, hey, so about that proposal that I brought up to you the other day, I wondered if you had had a chance to look it over and respond. And Ansem basically tells him, no, I've been talking to this anthropomorphic mouse over here, and he tells me that messing around with hearts is a bad idea. We're probably going to destable the world. So Zaynort, really, it's best that you forget about it. And Zaynort it's like but but master ansem we've got all these plans and he's like dude i fucking told you to forget about it listen to the freakishly large rodent <laughs> i know right and um dude uh like as as best they could gets like a clearly angry look on his face uh he bows and ducks out of the room and leaves and so that's that's where the scene ends <laughs> so it comes back out with mickey saying 
that's right. You were his apprentice. Your name was Xehanort. And he's like, yep, sure, whatever. <laughs> they don't have time to dwell on this because the army of Heartless finally shows up and they are officially surrounded. Um, oh, shit. There we go. Yeah. So um, <laughs> Mickey runs off in one direction. Donald and... Hang on, I can't keep scrolling too far. Mickey ran off in one direction. Donald and Goofy... Uh, basically turn their back turn to Sora and give him a thumbs up and they both run off in two other directions. So Sora runs off in the remaining direction. And do you want to know how many heartless you got to fight here because it's wild. All of them? Well, I mean, yes, but <laughs> <laughs> it gives you a counter on the screen. Uh this is, this section right here is known as the Battle of a Thousand Heartless because you literally well, fight you can a thousand guess heartless why now. You literally have to fight a thousand heartless. It's wild. It's um, they're all the armored knights and surveillance bots. So what makes it easy is that like the armored knights have got a reaction command where you'll like hop up into the air and basically just kind of like shoot and star your way down and like take out a group of them. Same thing with the surveillance bots. You can grab them and like spin around in a circle, just blasting their laser. So if you're making use of reaction commands and stuff, it, <coughs> you're not literally fighting all 1,000 of them 1v1. But, but once it does start to get down to, like, the last handful, it, it literally does just come down to that, where, like, you're having... <laughs> once it gets down to the last handful, they'll kind of start running away from you, so you sort of have to chase down, like, the last couple and be like, get over here, damn it. <laughs> which, is, which is what Nico ended up having to do. Um, in that he he had like one heartless left that he was sitting there like come on come on hit me hit me see what you can do see what you can do and like it took this this heartless like a full minute of just like running around getting into position and then finally being like smack and he did like no damage so Nico was just like fine die <laughs> then perish which in fairness I think I'm pretty sure I've done exactly that too oh. I mean. It's so much. Um, let me just make sure. Okay, yeah. No, I was uh, afraid that I was starting to get ahead of myself. Um, so after all of that, we confront Zimnus up on a up on a hill overlooking the old castle. Cause why not? I guess. <laughs> right. Uh, basically though, you know they're like demanding answers. They're like, okay, so you've apparently got this whole other thing going on. Sora immediately comes in with the most important thing. Do you fucking know about Riku and Kairi? And Zimnis says, about Kairi, I just don't know. I I get the feeling like, it's not like he doesn't know where Kairi is. Zimnis doesn't fucking give a shit. He doesn't know, who, he doesn't know where Kairi is because he doesn't even know who that is. He doesn't care. But then he does say, but about Riku, you may want to ask your king. And, <laughs> and then in the bitchest of bitch moves, uh, he makes a tele uh, portal and leaves, and Mickey jumps in it after him, just so he won't have to talk to Sora. <laughs> I mean, I'm like, I mean, like, I'm like ninety percent sure that's why he jumps in. Um, I wish I could have a portal to jump into, so I didn't have to talk to people. <laughs> Dude, right? Just an awkward situation avoiding portal. That would be very good. Or just like every day at work. Yeah, you would do. Oh my god, yeah. Of course, to be fair, that we would just go in at the beginning of our shifts and not come out until the end. No, to, uh, to which though Sora falls on the ground and just gets mad. Like he's literally sitting there just pounding the ground until Goofy walks up and puts his hand on his shoulder and he's like, hey man, 
It's gonna be okay. Get off me, Zom Goofy. <laughs> I cannot tell you how many joking fan theories there are that he was replaced with a nobody in like the ten minutes that he was supposedly dead. <laughs> and that like one day it's gonna turn out that he's actually been evil this entire time. <laughs> Either that, or because the only other alternate theory is that Goofy is Jesus. I mean, I'm okay with that. Right. <laughs> going going down the street wearing like those big, wearing a big stupid Goofy hat. Do you have a minute to talk to you, or for me to talk to you about our Lord and Savior, Goofy? <laughs> you know, we're supposed to have thunderstorms moving in late tonight. I wonder if either of us are going to get hit by lightning. Eh, we'll see. If it happens, it happens. Yeah, I mean, that'll be a pretty legit excuse for falling out if we have to. Yeah. Um, so, I strap in, because, like, the whole rest of this section is just conversations. Um, Mickey and Zimnus are officially gone. Sordal and Goofy are sitting here like, okay, so what do we do now? Axel shows up, and uh, <laughs> his ass comes in from off-screen just sarcastically clapping, like, way to go, you guys. You have fallen right into the organization's trap. To which Sora's like, what the fuck are you talking about, dude? And um, this is where Axel finally just lays out... This is where Axel lays out what it is the organization wants with Sora. Um, he basically tells Sora that Zimnus wants Sora to keep fighting Heartless with his Keyblade. Because every time Sora kills a Heartless with the Keyblade... I'm sure you've noticed this just on screen before. A little heart will be released. Basically, the heart that had fallen to darkness creates that heartless. Well, all of those hearts eventually gather together somewhere in the darkness, and that's what makes Kingdom Hearts. All of the hearts that get released whenever Sora fights the heartless. And he, so he doesn't actually go into detail on like what Zimnus's plan is, just that Zimnus wants Sora to keep fighting heartless to make Kingdom Hearts. So it's Sora's like, well, fuck. <laughs> but then Sora remembers, hey, wait a minute. You were the guy that kidnapped Kyrie. Where? Just, just fucking give, give her back. Where's Kyrie? And this, and Axel, like, gets an awkward look on his face. He's like, look, dude, um, about Kyrie, I'm sorry. <laughs> Which Sora's like, what the fuck are you talking about? What do you mean you're sorry? Why? And then, Sa <laughs> and then Saix comes in, and Axel immediately leaves. And Sora tries to run after Axel, but Saix throws a hand in front of him and is like, no, don't worry, we'll ensure that he receives the maximum punishment. And it's like, Sora's like, bro, I don't know what that means. <laughs> and then and then Saix says, if it's Kyrie you're worried about, don't. We're taking very good care of her. To which Sora says, what do you mean? <laughs> do you guys have Kyrie? Can you please just give her back? <laughs> You could put an end to this the majority of this series, like, now. Yeah, please just, just stop being rude. To which Saix says, no, prove to me how important... Uh, or he says, is, is Kyrie that important to you? And Sora says, yes, more than anything. To which Saix says, fucking prove it then, bitch. Motherfucker! <laughs> and Sora gets down on his hands and knees to beg, please, just give Kyrie back anything just give me anything and Saix looks him dead in the eye and says no cold <laughs> yeah no to which Sora immediately hot jumps to his feet and bows up uh and Saix is like does that make you angry good direct that anger at the heartless and keep on fighting them 
And then he like snaps his fingers and just summons a bunch of heartless. Like, all right, here you go. Here's some heartless. Fight them for me. To which Sora's like, I don't know what to do now. What happened? What? <sighs> but <laughs> all I've got is fighting heartless. I don't know what to do. Um, I would suggest fight the heartless. I mean, conventional wisdom would suggest. Right. To, and to which Zayx finally gives a better explanation than Axel did. He says, the heart's released when the Keyblade, or when, when Heartless are destroyed by the Keyblade, eventually come together and form Kingdom Hearts. And when that time comes, we can truly, finally exist. To which Sora still doesn't fully knows, know what that means, but if you remember the whole, like, they don't actually have hearts thing. Yeah. We're not, we're not clear on the details yet, but these guys who don't have hearts, they want to get Kingdom Hearts because that will complete them or something which i which when you think about it is kind of sad these guys just want to exist and sora says no but in fairness he says no because you're assholes um and then maleficent shows up because because fucking of course she does we got we haven't seen her in 10 minutes um She comes in, like, already talking from off-screen. We just hear her voice kind of echoey as, like, a wall of fire shoots up in front of... No, no, not a wall of fire. I'm sorry. Hang on. Um, I'm trying to remember. That's right. Okay, yeah. She doesn't She doesn't bring up a wall of fire yet. That happens in a minute. Um, Maleficent comes in and says the only fit person fit to rule the heart of all worlds would have to be her because she's hot shit. <laughs> And she summons a group of Heartless around Saix so that they'll attack him. To which Saix, not even phased by this, snaps his fingers, summons a few nobodies, and they destroy the Heartless. And then just start, you know, sort of wiggle, uh, just wiggling toward Maleficent. Just like, um, To which, this is where she summons a wall of fire. Um, Maleficent throws, a, or throws her arms out, summons her pops an entire wall of fire between herself and Sora, Donald, and Goofy and says, don't worry about these guys. I will take care of them. You find a way to get rid of them for good. <laughs> yeah. Um, hang on. No, hang on. No, that's... I forgot to... Damn it. I forgot to write in where she actually says this first line. But somewhere along the way, I think Sora told her to get out of here and she was like, no, I don't take orders from you. Oh, god damn it! Hang on a sec. Dude, Craig, what do you mean you've been disconnected? I can see you still here. So anyway, um, yeah, Sora, like, tried to tell Maleficent to leave, and she obviously says, no, I don't take orders from you. Uh, this is where she, um, puts a wall of fire between herself and Sora, Donald, and Goofy, and, uh, as she's like actively getting dogpiled by Heartless. Let me just make sure that I'm up to date. Or let me just make sure that I've got the right uh, pictures posted. Okay, good. Yeah. Dude, come on. There we go. You can't see it super good because of the wall of fire, but like she is actively getting uh, dogpiled by these nobodies. And she tells Sora, or she tells Sora, Donald, and Goofy to like, uh, to leave and find a way to get rid of the nobodies for good. And, <laughs> And she's like, but don't worry, I'll still get my revenge on you three in due time or something like that. And again, before uh, as she disappears, tells Sora to leave, to which Sora tries to be a badass and say her own thing back to her, saying, I don't take orders from you. And basically, he wastes the entire opportunity that she gave him because, like, 
the little dog pile of nobodies just kind of collapses and there's sort of a black stain on the ground where Maleficent had been. So like that's cool, I guess. <laughs> um and then so Syx again unfazed by any of this is basically just like, "All right, well, anyway, so we can get back to what we were doing." And snaps his fingers to make some more heartless <laughs> show up. And Sora is just like, "Which side are you guys on anyway?" And Syx is like, Oh, don't worry. The heartless will follow whoever's the strongest. So it's not like they really take sides. Blah blah blah. Um, and then he and then he dips. He leaves, telling Sora to uh, just collect more hearts for him. And the screen fades to black. And as the screen fades out, we can hear Sora's voice saying, "Maybe everything we've done, maybe it was all for nothing. What am I supposed to do if I can't use the Keyblade?" And then we hear Maleficent's voice go, "Imbeciles." You can't be trusted to do anything. <laughs> and there's a flash of light, and we get secret answer report number one, which means I got to remember to record that and tack it on to the end of this episode. Um, we switch over to uh, Leon and Cloud sitting on a cliff somewhere. They see a big-ass flash of light from the old castle, <laughs> to which Leon gets worried. He's like, wait, Zordon and Goofy are over there. <laughs> and Cloud's like, don't worry, he's not going to go down that easily. To which Leon's like, wait, dude, what? <laughs> And Cloud's like, the Keyblade's chosen one. He's a lucky kid and just kind of walks off. <laughs> so Leon like gets a, gets like this little confident smile on his face. He's like, don't worry, guys. We'll see each other again. And then he walks off because I guess he's got nothing to do. <laughs> um, uh, we, we get a final mix edition that is uh, the Organization 13 conference room. Uh, it's a conversation between like five of them. I didn't write down all of. I didn't write everything down word for word because it would be so much. The basic gist of it is, uh, Syx has told Sora, you know, we're using you to collect hearts for us. Uh, this will make Sora feel uneasy, and him and him hesitating will make him feel anger, and he'll just rush headlong in and fight more heartless without even really thinking about it. So everything is going according to plan. All according to Keikaku. Translators know Keikaku means plan. Uh, one of the other guys, I forget which one, basically is like, you know, what about, um, do we need to worry about, now that he knows, do we need to worry about him, like, not fighting anymore and becoming useless to us? Uh, to which, um, the, if I remember right, the laid back dude who that you haven't gotten to see yet, uh, basically says, nope, he can't help it. He'll always save people. He's just too pure to not save them, <laughs> which is fair. Sora's too much of a good boy to let people get hurt and not step in. Uh, but they are still going to keep attacking him. One, because they would probably get bored. And two, because it's a video game and you need boss fights. And then three, uh, their reasoning is, well, if he can get killed that easily, we didn't really need him in the first place. So, no, they're, they're not going to stop fighting Sora, even though... They do need him. So th this cutscene really didn't do much, but it was here and I had to take notes on it. Um, <sighs> we cut to space. Uh, Sora, Donald, and Goofy are in the gummy ship. And Sora's like, wow, you know, I guess you never can tell with some people, huh? And Goofy's like, yeah. No, Sora's like, wow, who would have guessed? And then this is Goofy says, you know, like, you, you never can tell about some people. And then we get a flashback. And I don't know why this had to be a flashback instead of just showing it to us all at once. But fucking whatever. Those, um, <sighs> those, those last few Heartless that uh, Sayak summoned obviously are attacking Sordon and Goofy. 
Sora is like fighting, but like hesitantly. Uh, this is where we get his voiceover saying, you know, maybe everything we've done, maybe it was all for nothing. What am I supposed to do if I can't use the Keyblade? Um, <laughs> and then fucking the ground under them just turns black and sucks them in. And this is where we hear Maleficent's voice insulting them and saying, imbeciles, you can't be trusted to do anything. So, uh, bas- so basically she got them out of the fight by like sucking them into the darkness because Sora wakes up on the ground like, what was going on? What, why, where am I? What happened? Uh, he sees Sword All and Goofy, or, yeah, he sees a version of himself. He sees Donald and Goofy a little ways off. They're standing on something. I don't, I don't know. Um, <laughs> off in the distance, though, they see this dude. Boom. Can barely see him there. Hello. They, they see a guy in an organization cloak. Uh, basically, it's the, the one that we saw, you know, earlier working with Diz, who says, who said that he's handsome, uh, but he's got Riku's, um, Batwing sword thing, uh, but right now the important the thing. Do what? Do what? He needs to turn the brightness level on his tablet down. <laughs> I mean, well, the thing is that's actually a box, and inside that box is another box, and then a flea. No, I'm kidding. Um, inside that box is a fucking ice cream bar and a picture of uh, Broxus with Hainer, Pence, and Olet. And <laughs> awful '90s clothes rejects. What's what's hilarious on this scene is Donald, like, dude, like, teleports out before they actually see him there holding the box. They just see the box on the ground. And Goofy, uh, Donald picks it up. And Goofy's like, are you sure you want to open? And then Donald opens it and he goes, that? And when Donald sees the ice cream, Goofy's like, are you sure you want to eat? And then Donald eats it. That? <laughs> Goofy's like, hey, man, we just found a box in the middle of nowhere. Are you sure you want to eat the stuff that's inside it? And Donald says, yes, I do. I'm just like, why would you put a photograph directly on an ice cream bar and it's just going to get all sticky and foggy? Well, you know, they don't care. Um, we we get like an actual screen pops up, uh, pop up saying, "You obtained ice cream. You you obtained a picture." Well, all right, uh, then. I yeah, never would have right? uh, We cut to space, and uh, the darkness is all of the darkness that was like swirling around Holobast, and all of that's gone. Um, no, oh, geez. Hang on a sec. Okay. Um, but yeah, so we, we switch back to them in space in the gummy ship. The flashback is officially over and we're at now times, I guess. Um, then they're like, you know, I wonder who it was, or an ice, or a bar of ice cream and a picture. I wonder who left them for us. And Sora goes, Riku? To which, uh, Goofy's like, do you think? And he's like, just this feeling I got. And, or no, Donald says, do you think? And he says, just this feeling I got. And Sora then remembers that he actually needs to be sad right now. He's like, so what am I supposed to do about the Heartless? Like, we can't just keep fighting them with the Keyblade. That'll just uh, that'll just play into what the organization wants me to do. And Goofy's like, well, I figure you gotta keep using the Keyblade. Because otherwise the organization would just keep hurting folks. And it's like, pretty much. <laughs> um... That's ba- that's the end of that that cutscene. Basically, what, they're gonna go with what Goofy said. It's not optimum optimal because the organ this is what the organization wants, and we're just kind of playing into their hands. But like it's that or let them hurt people. So, meh. And now we can officially start round dose of this game. Um, woo! 
Yeah, um, all of the all of the worlds are like gone except for the first couple that you were able to go to, uh, Land of Dragons and Beast Castle. Uh, first, though, hang on one sec, because Nico actually nah. went back to. Oh, did I not take a picture? I thought that I did. Just oh, for a time on, check, now. we're at about forty three minutes. We got what? What? Forty three minutes left, just for a time check. Okay, cool. Damn. All right. Uh. Oh, I thought that I did take a picture of this. Damn it, past Steven. Uh, hang on. Doot, doot, doot. Okay, anyway. um, This was something that I never thought to do now. Um, I always just waited until the next time the story wanted me to go back to Hollow Bastion to do anything. Uh, but Nico <laughs> wanted to go try the that Cavern of Remembrance. He ended up getting killed a whole bunch of times because it's basically a post-game area. All the Heartless in it are super strong. Um... The main thing for it is um, once you have beaten all the members of the organization and the absent silhouettes for the guys who died in Chain of Memories, uh, if you make it mm -hmm. to the end of the Cavern of Remembrance, there's a spot where you can fight data versions of all of them, which is like fighting them again, but they're harder now. So that's fun. Uh, <laughs> I did not want to do that. I made it through the Cavern of Remembrance because I was like, this is just a dungeon to go through. I didn't fight the, or the data fights. Fuck that shit. Uh, but anyway, outside of it, uh, you can talk to the Gullwings again, uh, Unariku and Payne, and they are, <laughs> they're mad at Tar, Donald, and Goofy. Literally, as soon as the cutscene starts, uh, Una just points at them and goes, liars. <laughs> and Riku's like, Leon didn't have any treasure. I love those cutscenes so much. It's so fucking stupid. Um, but yeah, they're they're mad because Sardal and Goofy promised them that there would be treasure, and there really isn't treasure. Even Pain is like, we fought for you guys. She's so disappointed. <laughs> so um, basically, the, 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 Donald gets the side eye here from Sora and Goofy. They're both like, dude, do you see what you did to us now? Um, so they, the Gullwings fly off a couple feet to be like, all right, so what are we going to do now? They take so long just discussing amongst themselves that you can see Sora in the background getting bored, which is fucking hilarious to me, actually. Um, they eventually, though, turn back to Sora and Elmo Goofy, and they're like, all right, we've decided we're going to take your treasure. And so we get this little, like, quick scene of, like, Riku floating around each of them and going, hmm, hmm. Hmm. <laughs> Just examining all three of them. <laughs> and then she flies back over to Yuna in pain, and she's like, you hear her say, Yuna, I checked, and sure enough, they don't have any treasure. Because <laughs> of course they fucking don't. They're just three dudes. Um. So Yuna's like, alright, instead, we'll just take all of your items, which I guess is supposed to mean, like, all of their potions and shit. <laughs> and Sora's like, Sora's like, well, that's not nice. And then <laughs> The, the three of them get all huffy. They're like, well, what are we supposed to do? And Sora's like, look, I'm sorry that we lied to you, but like, just taking people's stuff also isn't cool. And basically they're just like, nah, we're just messing with you. Uh, Leon already told them the whole situation as far as what's going on. And, um, you know, that it's what they're doing is super important. So it would actually be real shitty if we took all of your items because you're going to need those. Uh, so instead, we'll root for you guys. And also, we have a fucking present for you. Boom. Oh, that's sweet. It's called the Gullwing. It's neat. Uh, hang on one sec, because they actually they do a pose before they leave, too. One sec. 
Also, the whole thing with Disney talking about pirates makes me laugh because there was a meme floating around on the internet where it was actually a screenshot of something that Disney did. It, I'm pretty sure it was Disney. It was like a little PSA from one of their cartoons at the time. And it was a bunch of kids dressed up like pirates. And the caption was, pirates don't take oh. other people's things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That is Jake and the Neverland Pirates. Um, yep. And it's like, does, and like, does Disney know what pirates are? I mean, considering they did, you know, Pirates of the Caribbean. Like, um, kids? And, and Peter Pan and like a ton of other movies with pirates. Right. Yeah, that show is called Jake and the Neverland Pirates. They are three kids who live in Neverland and I guess want to be pirates. I think Peter Pan shows up sometimes. But anyway, uh, the three of them do a cool pose and then leave. And that's when you can open the treasure chest behind them. Uh, to be like, hey, yo, what's that? <laughs> and this is where you get the Goldwing Keyblade. It's it's neat looking. I never really did much with it because its stats aren't great. And uh, the ability that it gets basically just doubles your experience if you're at like critically low health. And I'm like, I try not to do that though. So right, no, <laughs> no, thank you. But I do really dig the design here, like the bows and the heart and the bird and the. The little Tita symbol hanging off down at the end. I just like it because it looks like it has foxtails. Yeah. It's so weird to me, though, to think that, like, these three are here having, it seem, seemingly canonically experienced the, the events of Final Fantasy X. And Titus and Waka are just two dudes that live on the same island as Sora. Right. <laughs> like, what's happening? <laughs> what's going on? I'm confused. I don't like it. I don't understand. Um, I mean, that's anyway, I mean, you're not wrong, is the thing. <laughs> okay, so yeah, so there, there's that uh, little deal, and uh, then we go back to the land of dragons. <sighs> oh, good, I can scroll down all the way. Uh, anyway, um, they, this one, it doesn't show them beaming in like um, Atlantica and Pride Lands did. But you do see, like, a close-up shot of snow, and then Sora's feet just drop into frame, like he's hopping off of something. It's like, why? <laughs> you didn't have to start it this way. Um, but anyway, they, they're in the burned-down village from before. Uh, they see a dude in a black coat running off up the mountain. Uh, they're obviously like, what the shit? That looks like a guy from the organization. We better go figure out what that's about. Uh, Mulan runs up and she's like hey guys what's up and they're like hey we were gonna go chase after that dude and she's like great I'm chasing after that dude so let's all go <laughs> uh, you run up the mountain chasing the guy uh, you fight some dusks along the way um, basically Mulan or like they, they get to the top of the mountain and they're like well where the fuck is he and so since they have like five minutes to finally sit down and talk uh, Mulan basically says that there have been rumors of a spy all dressed in black in the Imperial City, and she was tracking the guy out to the mountains for some stupid reason. But, of course, when she ran into Sword Dalton and Goofy, she lost him, and they're like, oh, well, dang, sorry. And it's like, don't worry, the guy's right right over there. <laughs> he shows up again with fucking an army of those little, like, rapid thruster guys. <laughs> and um, this one keeps account <laughs> of... Do what? That's the key. That's the keyblade I like. Yeah, this, yeah, he's got the the batwing sword that Riku had, um, and also, like I said, just a whole shit ton of those little rapid thruster dudes. Um, Mulan, Donald, and Goofy all just sort of run off, and they're like, "All right, we'll fight over here," just to, as an excuse to have you like one v one this dude. 
but he's like not really acting very aggressive it's it definitely feels more like he's like toying with Sora in their fight which is mm-hmm. weird to see them do um he literally though just tosses a bunch of heartless at him and then just kind of hangs out in the distance and he'll like smack you a little bit if you get close you don't actually like bring his health bar all the way down either you take it's he's got like three bars and you take off like the first two and then the fight's over and he runs right. away yeah um like a little shit bitch <laughs> uh dude so dude runs back down the mountain now and Sora's like looking after him and he goes that guy no why would he Riku and it is this weird awkward like close up on Sora's hand like just kind of flopping in that general direction I think it was trying to be him like sort of reaching out but like it doesn't really it's just a weird weird moment Um, like he changed his mind halfway through or something yeah uh and then there's a weird rumble from like another part of the mountain and in the time it takes took me to write and it's probably fine i remembered oh wait no this is how it introduces the boss for this world uh that dude or this giant fucking heartless dragon called the storm rider flies up out of the mountain and heads toward the imperial city i'm sure that's nothing ominous no, it's fine. I'm sure everything's going to be a-okay. <laughs> he's, going there, he's going there for the parade or for a celebration. Yeah, uh, definitely. Um, so Sora, Donald, and Goofy are like, okay, well, shit, I guess we better go warn people. Um, <laughs> we get the briefest of cutscenes of the dude in black that we just fought. Um, I'm just going to say Ansem because you can tell... For- you can when you're like playing in the game you can t- they do a good job of like giving everybody a different build when they're wearing their organization cloaks so like you can tell that this is not Zimnis, for example so on and so forth um and uh-huh. also he just he has the sword uh so and some we, <laughs> we get a brief shot of him kicking shang's ass and knocking him to the floor and then walking up to the emperor but we don't actually see what happens from there which is kind of annoying um Hold on, what does your boyfriend even do? <laughs> he gets his ass kicked. That's what he's there for. <laughs> oh. Shane is the designated or Shane is the designated ass kicky so that the Emperor doesn't have to get his ass kicked. That's what you call the designated butt monkey. There we go. <laughs> designated butt monkey. Jeez. I mean, Wait, am did, I wrong? Did, I I'm not Sure, because the only example of a butt monkey that I can remember off the top of my head is from that Jim Carrey movie. And I don't think so. I don't think Shang is like that dude. I mean, right now he is. Yeah, it's fair, I guess. Anyway, they have this weird scene where, like, they're trying to make a callback to the movie. Um, They get to the the palace, but, like, the door is locked, so they have to climb up one of the big pillars to get to it, to get inside. Do they they dress and drag? No, they don't do that. Um, Aww. They don't. They don't even like throw a cord or anything around it. They just like Spider Man up it. But like, there's this weird right. shot where like Mulan starts to fall and it goes into slow motion as like Sora tries to reach out to her, but then she like gets her grip back and starts climbing again. And it's like I don't really know what that shot was there for. Drama. <laughs> Basically, I guess it's it's weird, weird shot. Um, why did it? I just noticed that it autocorrected me in my notes typing Mulan to Milan. I hope it didn't do that in a bunch <laughs> of places. Been watching Lord <sighs> of the Rings have <sighs> Hang on, I gotta correct this. This is gonna bother me. Yeah. Replace with 
Mulan. All. Okay, it only happened twice, so we're good. Um, oh yeah, somewhere along the way, um, Kira got upgraded. I think it was back right before the Battle of a Thousand Heartless. Doesn't matter. Anyway, um, we, we go inside, and a dude who clearly has a very different build from Ansem a minute ago is, like, standing at the opposite end of this hallway. And Sora's like, Riku? And dude turns around, takes his hood off, and just goes, nope, never heard of him. This is the guy... This is the guy that I've been referring to as the chill dude or the laid back dude. His name is Zigbar. He has a cool eye patch. What? Zigbar? I'll give you the, do what? Zigbar. Zigbar. There we go. Zigbar. Uh, he's got a cool eye patch. Uh, what you can't see in that picture, but that I did go ahead and find a picture of, is he also has ponytail going down to his hips, or Ooh. to like the small of his back. And his weapons are these two friggin' bow guns. I dig it. We'll see him use those later on. Um, if you ever played Halo, they kind of remind me of the Needler a little bit in the way that they work. Halo. I don't really do shooters. Do what? Never played Halo. I don't really do shooters. That's fair. Um, but so they're, so they're like, wait, who the fuck are you? And he, <laughs> this is what bugs me is Zigbar and like one or two other dudes in this game. They never say their name out loud. So, like, or at least not in, not within Kingdom Hearts 2. His name will be said out loud later on. But I'm pretty sure we don't actually hear his name out loud in this game. So you don't, you don't know his name unless you go into, like, the journal section to, like, look at him later on. Which is annoying okay. as hell. Um, do what? That does seem kind of strange. Yeah, it's annoying. Oh, it gets even worse with the guy that we're going to see later on when we get back over to Pirates of the Caribbean. Because we, he's another one that like we never hear his name out loud until Kingdom Hearts three, and so the That's fandom it. had just kind of collectively decided on one pronunciation of his name, only for Kingdom Hearts three to be like, no, it's actually pronounced this way, and everybody hated it. I'd be like, nope, too late. You waited too long. That's not how you say it. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but anyway, Zigbar does summon a new kind of nobody called the Snipers. These dudes will. Basically, they just, they float. They'll float around and just shoot at you with those crossbows. Obviously, uh, you can get a reaction command because it's weird. Their shots will like stop in midair for like a few seconds and then go. So there's a reaction command that you can get that will have you like teleport over and like slap the shot back at them, which is always just yeah. Basically, it's just always really satisfying to watch happen. But what's fucking ridiculous is. As the cutscene ends and it transitions into the fight, you can actually see Zigbar in the background running away, <laughs> like running back to the like running back to the door. He didn't make a portal and teleport out. He didn't like just mysteriously Batman his his ass out of there. No, <laughs> he ran over to the door and was like, "All right, bye." <laughs> I love it. It's so stupid. Um, it's practical. It, it exactly. Uh, but after that, um, we go in because the next room over is where Shang and the Emperor are. Um, they're both fine. They're okay. Uh, the Emperor mentions a guy in black who showed up and kicked Shang's ass. And <laughs> when he says that, Shang even gets a little word bubble above himself going, to my dishonor. And it's like, buddy. Yeah. You dishonor <laughs> your family. Uh, but yeah, um, I have, he, uh, the emperor mentions a young man in the black cloak who showed up and 
beat Shang and uh, informed them that there are, it says that uh, the spy from the rumors, no, hang on. Oh no, the I had my wording weird. The emperor says that that dude was the spy that there had been rumors about, uh, but it turned out he was actually um, here to try and warn them of something, but he didn't actually say who his name was. The emperor notes that he was quite rude, and Sora goes, rude? Then it was Riku. <laughs> Dude, Donald and Goofy are in the background going, but then why is he working with Organization 13? And Sora's like, don't worry about it. The, fi- the point is, I know, I know that he's okay. That's your son's legacy, Steven. Rude? It was Riku. I know. I love it. It's stupid. Um, uh, but there's a rumbling outside. <laughs> they gotta go fight um, the Storm Rider. Um, this fight is actually really neat. It's one of the ones that Mickey can show up and help you out with, but like I've, I never needed him to. Um, mm-hmm. This thing will... Obviously, it flies around, so it'll be above you most of the time. And it'll... It's got a few... Uh, an attack it'll do where it'll like kind of swoop in sort of low and just drop fireworks down on you. There's mm-hmm. a reaction command that you can hit when it does that so that you will like baseball slide under it and then slap its belly really hard with your T-Blade. Which will like shoot it up and then slam, make him slam back down and they'll get dazed because you actually have to attack those two horns on his head in order to like damage damage him. So there's that, or the other thing that you can do. There are these little like whirlwind tornado things that are kind of littered throughout the area. If you hop into one, you can like ride it over to wherever he is and then shoot way up into the air and try to land on top of him. And then, of course, he'll try to shake you off, and there's a reaction command that you can hit to, like, grab on. So you can... The the fight is really fun in terms of, like, bouncing around between being on top of him and fighting him up there or trying to get him knocked down to the ground. Uh, but anyway, after all of that is over, um, you get a Thunder upgrade, so that now becomes Thundara. Goofy unlocks a new limit command called Whirligoof, which is so fun. Uh, basically... <laughs> It'll start with, I, I assume Sora's throwing his Keyblade, I think. Uh, Goofy's throwing his shield. It'll start with the two of them, like, tossing it like they're bowling balls. Then, instead of doing that, the two of them will, like, grab hands, hop up into the air, and just spin. And then, Cat, <laughs> I'm not even kidding, the final stage of it is the two of them will, like, I guess, I guess, it's hard to tell what's happening because all of this goes so fast, but it, I think they, like, go on their side and like basically just turn into a little car <laughs> and just, like not literally they don't literally turn into a car but like they're spinning so fast that like they just shoot forward and they're like a little spinning cylinder of death just slamming into the enemies it's nice. ridiculous and i love it um so yeah that that gets unlocked um as the storm rider collapses and dies it's about to land on mulan and then Shang runs in to be like, no, wait, you gotta not die. And tries to protect her. But the thing like fizzles out before she would have been in any actual danger. But you still get this very sweet shot of the two of them being like, oh my God, I'm so glad you're okay. Oh, what? What? Never mind. We weren't, we weren't holding hands. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> oh my get God. Get um, Shut up. Basically, it's a lot of that. Oh, hang on. Let me scroll back. Okay. There we go. Um, after the fight, they they go back and talk to the Emperor, and the Emperor's like, well, that makes two times that you guys have saved China, so way to go. Um, I will grant you anything that you want as a reward. And <laughs> Donald gets this greedy look and starts like rubbing his hands together so you can tell he wants treasure. 
they they literally have a sound effect of Goofy's tummy growling and he starts rubbing his stomach. <laughs> so bad for Goof. He just wants a snack. He his reward would have just been a snack. But then Sora like steps in and is like, um, you mentioned a guy in black before. What what's that about? And um <laughs> This is where he goes into some shit. Okay. Uh this place is called the Land of Dragons because great dragons once roamed this land. Um he doesn't go super into detail, but if you know your mythology, like the four uh be the four sacred beasts that like sit at different ends of the map, I think is ultimately kind of what he's supposed to be referencing here. Gotcha. Uh, because he's because he, he mentions like dragons that used to roam in all different directions and they imbued their power into the land or something like that. I forget his exact wording. Um mm-hmm. but <laughs> Basically, he says uh, that the or that someone or that the guy in black had come to warn them that someone had um, attacked one of those dragons and turned it into a heartless, and um, and so they're so they're like, oh wow, so did you like prepare any sort of battle strategy or anything? And the neighbor's like, well, we were about to, but then he informed us that it wasn't necessary. And Shang Shang interrupts to say he told us that three wise guys had arrived and that they would deal with it. <laughs> And Zora's like, yep, that's Riku. <laughs> that sounds um, about right. Yeah, this is where Donald and Goofy are like, why is he working with Organization 13? And Zora's like, I don't fucking care. At least I know that he's okay. Um, the Emperor ignores them and turns to Mulan. And he's like, so what do you want as your reward? And Mulan's like, um, well, you see, I would just sort of like if Shang, um, I mean the captain. Um, and he's like, yes, come on out with it. <laughs> and Mulan <laughs> basically says, uh, her her request for her reward is for Shang to have a vacation, with the implication being that so that we can go on a date. And the emperor says no. <laughs> uh, but he says, which is bullshit. In the movie, he totally ships them. Well, no, it's not that. He basically he says like, oh, I hardly expected such humble requests. In this case, I'm afraid that I must re- I must decline. Um, Shang or General or Captain Shang. Um, does a very important job as my personal guard, and so I'm afraid that I can't afford to uh, let him go even for a little while. However... You can give him a fucking day. <laughs> no, no, what he says is, however, how would you like to work alongside him and protect me as well? That way the two of you would be able to work together. <laughs> it's just like, oh, well, that's okay. He'll <laughs> um, just and go hook so- up in the broom closet. Yeah, no, exactly. He's like, I can't give him time off, but I can let the two of you work together. How's how's that? That sounds fair. And Mulan's like, you know what? That sounds fair. And then Sora starts. Sora gets something in his eyes. Don't worry about it. <laughs> There's no dialogue to the in this series of shots. Just him rubbing his eyes and like burying his head in his arm. And then Donald and Goofy coming over to put an arm on his shoulder and him being like, "What? No, I'm fine. I don't have emotions. <laughs> Shut up." Damn, damn ninjas chopping onions in here. I know. Um, and then we get the title card for the Land of Dragons that tells us that we are officially done here story-wise. Let me set something. 18 minutes. Ooh, we might be able to get the next world in, actually. Cool. Um, basically, the only other note that I had for Land of Dragons was if you, whenever you go back... Um, to it the that village that was all burned down that's finally been rebuilt so you can you know see what that was like up on top of 
if I remember right, up on top of one of the buildings, I think is a chest that gives you the recipe for uh, Donald's ultimate staff, Save the Queen. So there's that after you to go back and get. Doesn't matter. The point is, we head over to um, to Beast Castle. Uh, we get a brief shot of Belle talking to the wardrobe. She's wearing the gold dress uh, that we're familiar with. And she definitely seems like she's happy about something. Uh, we get a shot of Beast down at the foot of the stairs, just pacing in in his suit and looking all nervous. Uh, he doesn't like that Sora Donald and Goofy are here. He literally says, like, what are you doing here or something like that. And, <laughs> and they're like, we're looking for oh, you, you, you Basically, they, they don't understand what's happening here, what they're interrupting. Um, but Sora's basically like, the entrance to the organization's world has to be around here somewhere. So we're going and we're checking everywhere that we've been. He's like, great. Can you leave, please? <laughs> Can you do it, like, elsewhere? Yeah, please no. And they're like, huh, why? What's up? And then Belle comes down, looking all pretty. The two of them bow in front of each other, and it's very fucking sweet. And they go into the ballroom, and right as they're gazing lovingly into each other's eyes, we're getting, like, sweeping camera shots all around the ballroom. Everybody can tell what's about to happen here. And then, nope, fuck you, uh, Zaldin is here instead. God damn it. Yeah, right? <laughs> Zaldin shows up um, to taunt them. Basically, uh, he summons his personal nobodies called the Dragoons, which are neat. Ooh. These guys can get kind of annoying to... F yeah, um... These guys get kind of annoying to fight because what they'll do is they'll like, it's like a cross between jumping and teleporting, but they'll like kind of phase out for for a second and then just phase back in right above you and slam down. If you, <coughs> excuse me, I'll edit that out. Okay. If you are, if you're quick, um, there's a reaction command labeled learn. That will basically just be sort of learning their pattern. And then the next time you attack, you'll imitate their like jumping strike thing and take them out, which is, which can be really fun yeah. to do. Yeah. Um, Andy. <sighs> Sorry, I gotta catch my breath. Okay. Anyway, um, after the fight, okay. um, after the fight, Zaldan says that he's, or basically Beast is like, what the fuck are you doing here? Uh, Zaldan says he's here to take something very dear to Beast, and then uh, and then leaves, basically just saying, "Yes, let your anger grow," <laughs> because I guess he saw Star Wars recently and was like, "I can do that." Um, but Belle's safe, which is great. Uh, she had run out onto the balcony while they fought, so that she wouldn't get in the way. Uh, she comes back inside, and they're like, "Oh, good, you're safe." Wait a minute, and Beast takes off running for his room. To which Sora, Donald, and Goofy are like, "What's going on? Why?" She's fine. What's going on? Um, fucking, Hello. I get, I get mad at Nico here with his ridiculous ass luck. Um, the the dragoon is, if if you're lucky, has a very small chance of dropping its lance for Donald to use as a staff. And like the next group of that he, the next group of them that he fights, Nico gets a drop from one. And I'm like, nice. what, the f what the fuck are you doing? I've gone through this entire game and even come back to this world multiple times to grind and not gotten that thing. But also, this asshole and his luck, uh, there's a rare heartless that'll pop up here and in a couple other spots called the Bulky Vendor. It basically just looks like a little gotcha machine. Um, as soon as it sees you, it'll run away. So you got to like look for it within whatever area that it was in. 
if you find it and then time your reaction commands right, you can actually get basically like not like rare, like not like unique items like oh that that lance or whatever, but like elixirs and stuff like that. So you still want to try to find oh. it. And like this dude got that shit right after getting the nobody lance. I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? Get out of here. <laughs> um, <sighs> I hate it. It makes me it makes me mad again. Um, they, they get to, uh, Beast's room, and they see that the rose is gone, Beast gets super pissed off, and basically just starts yelling at everybody, um, and then, like, after, like, a minute of that, realizes what he's doing, the fact that he's, like, scaring Belle and upsetting everyone else, and basically, uh, tells Sora and Belle that they need to leave, uh, that it would be for the best, because he, like, does the whole, look at me, this is what I am, I'll always be a beast, that whole thing. Uh, Belle does get a sad look on her face and she does leave. Uh, you can pretty much infer, you know, heading back to her room. And uh, Sora is like, don't worry, Beast, we'll get your rose back. Hey, but also, what's up with that rose? And so this is where uh, Cogsworth, Lumiere, and Mrs. Potts basically explain, okay, so Excuse we told you last... You. Do what? Excuse you, you will call her Mrs. Potts. Yeah, I thought I did. You called her Potts. Oh, I thought I said... No, I thought I said Mrs. Potts. I just left it out there. That's my bad. Uh, Cogsworth, Lumiere, and Mrs. Potts um, explain the what's up about the rose. Uh, They're basically like, okay, so last time you guys were here, we told you about the curse and how if you can find love and be loved in return, uh, that'll break the curse and we can all be human again. Well, there's a time. We gotta have all of that happen before the last petal falls. So the prince has dedicated a lot of his time to keeping an eye on the rose and just taking care of it. And they're like, oh, okay, so that's why he's so upset then. Uh, yeah, we really gotta go find this thing. Uh, we get we get a new Keyblade. It's called the Rumbling Rose. It's not my favorite Beauty and the Beast Keyblade. I prefer the one from the last game. I thought I cropped this down. Whatever. I, I get what they're going for. I get the aesthetic, but it just kind of looks ugly. Yeah, it's, it's really big and bulky. Um, I don't hate it. There are Keyblades I, I dislike more. But it's not one of my favorites. Um, uh, what I do kind of like is, I forget the name of the ability that's attached to it, uh, but basically it makes it so that once you use a combo finisher, you can just sit there and keep using combo finishers as long as you're still attacking something. So you mm-hmm. don't have to, like, three hits, start a new combo. It's just bam, 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 bam. So that can be kind of neat. Um, <laughs> it gives you, like, a plus five to attack and, like, plus zero to magic. So, like, this is clearly if you're just going for a pure strength build. Um, but they, oh jeez, okay, they get out into the entryway, um, Zaldin shows up to taunt Beast some more, literally standing up here, just, just fucking holding the rose, and being like, hey yo, what up? <laughs> we, we get his face reveal, finally, um, something I did not quite notice until now, when I was going back to take pictures for this, Zaldin has gauges on both of his ears. And oh, yeah. also, he has ear. So he also has earrings through those gauges. <laughs> I mean, if you can pull it off, yeah. I mean, if you got it, flaunt it. Um, and so again, just like with Zigbar, since like this is just a close up on his face, and you're not actually getting to see his weapon. Boom! There's that. This Rovernora Zoro motherfucker has seven goddamn spears that he will use in battle. Nice. And like. You could just do one, my dude. His his thing is wind. 
uh, wind magic power, whatever. Um, and so, like, he's, he's called the Whirlwind Lancer, and literally what he'll do is that. He'll make, like, big whirlwinds, and they'll, like, float his spears around for him, and he'll still, like, hold one and, like, attack with it. But, like, <sighs> I hate fighting Zaldan. I fucking, I hate this next fight that's about to happen. Um, but Zaldan, uh, uh, he teleports away. They run outside because it's like, well, we've already checked everywhere inside. We might as well go outside. Um, Belle is looking down from her balcony. Oh, wait, no, hang on. No, he actually, he did, um, talk for a little bit first. Um, <laughs> basically they're like, dude, what the fuck are you doing? And he's like, when Kingdom Hearts is ours, we can exist fully and completely. So you see, Beast, that's why we need your Heartless and your Nobody. And it's like, I don't fully follow on that part, but okay. Uh, this is where he teleports away, and they go outside. Um, Belle is standing on her balcony and happens to notice the Rose, like, sitting on her balcony. And literally, like, Zaldan must have been standing right behind her and she didn't notice or something. Because she looks down picks up the rose and shouts down to Beast and everyone is like, hey, look, it's safe. I got it. And then he just grabs her from behind and teleports down to the ground. And it's like, bro. <laughs> uh, but we get the most epic moment of any NPC. Um, are you still with me? I'm still here. Okay, good. Making sure. Uh, <sighs> I was running out of breath. I'm just so listening. <laughs> no, that's fair. Uh, we get the most epic moment that any NPC has had in this series because, um, okay, basically Zaldan is holding both the 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 Rose and Bell and Beast is like, get the fuck out of my castle. And he's like, sure, definitely, but I'd rather travel light. So I think I'll leave one of these here. Which one should it be? Bell or the Rose? And like from, he hesitates long enough that you start to lose faith and think he's going to pick the Rose. But of course, Beast just, he shouts Bell and starts charging after Zaldan and so right after he like confirms that he would prefer her to still be here instead of the rose Belle fucking elbows Zaldan in the chest grabs the rose and takes off running on the opposite end down the bridge we get this cool moment where like she and Beast just pass each other as they're running by we get a close up on Belle's face and she's just got the biggest shit eating grin like yeah I just saved the day my girl is getting it but regrettably, that means that we are about to start the fight against Zaldan. Fuck this fight. It's the aside from the absent silhouettes and the data fights, this is the hardest actual fight in the game, at least for me. This is one where Mickey can save you. That's usually the only reason I'm ever able to get through this fight, is because Mickey will come in. He has this this thing he'll do where like he'll join all of his spears together. Yeah, to make like a giant dragon thing. He'll he does this from off of the map you can't attack him while he's doing this um and he'll just like blast a tornado at you <laughs> fuck it fuck zaldan what fuck this fight yeah i hate it um you finally you finally do win obviously all of his spears like stab into the ground around him and then start to explode and then he fades away and he's just like bah! so yeah that is officially <laughs> do what when you made that noise you woke the cat up oh i'm so sorry <laughs> I thought you said he looks like a cat. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Um, we okay. We get. Um, I I just noticed in he my notes. Over where I, and everything. I, <laughs> I'm sorry, cranberry. Uh, I just noticed in my notes where I literally wrote in, "Man, fuck this fight." 
Um, Reflect gets an upgrade, so it's now Reflera. I had to check the spelling on that one to make sure. (laughs) Uh, We get Secret Anthem Report 4, which means there are two that I got to tack on to the end of this episode. Um, Zaldan explodes and dies. Uh, Belle walks back over and she gives the rose back. And uh, Beast getting so nervous <laughs> and like it literally it has to go down the line with like everybody telling him come on you can do it just have faith in yourself blah 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 everyone's got something to say and beast finally like just goes bell i would i'd prefer or i would like it if you stayed and like she doesn't even say anything out loud she just gets this warm smile on her face and takes her in or takes him in her arms and they start to dance to an instrumental version of Beauty and the Beast. <sighs> I know. And that's that's where the scene fades out. We get the title card for Beast Castle telling us that we're done here. It's very good. <laughs> nice. Uh, hang on. Something... Do what? Are you sniffling? No. Shut up. Um, mm-hmm. But now, now that the world is done, um, you can come back and do the Marluxia Absence silhouette. Fuck this fight also. I hated this one. I was never able to to beat this one. Um, what he will do... Uh, you've only played a little bit of Final Fantasy, so I don't know if it was actually in 10 or not. Do you know the spell Doom? I don't know if it's in 10 Okay. Basically what Doom will do is put a timer on you, regardless of your health or anything else. Once that timer uh, runs out, you're fucking dead, bitch. And that's what he'll do. He will put, he'll cast Doom on Sora at the beginning of the fight. And so actually most of his attacks don't really do any damage to Sora's health bar. But every time he hits you, it takes one off of the timer. There, There's a reaction command that you can get sometimes if you block his attacks that will like let you build your timer back up. So like that's kind of what you got to do as far as management in this fight. Um, but he also has to, like this this attack where he'll, and just make three big fucking, like, zones of death on the ground. They'll just be three circles, and if you step on them, regardless of what your health or your counter at, you instantly die. Uh, while he's doing that, he'll also, like, basically sit at ground level and just spin his scythe around so fast that he becomes a buzzsaw. And if that shit connects, it's instant death for you. I fucking hate this fight. I don't, I don't like it. Quit god-moding, dude. <sighs> real though um if you if you watch nico does basically throw himself at this fight enough times that he finally gets it and like more power to you man i could not right um anyway though we do 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 what i said he's got much more patience than i would i mean you heard me raging over fucking zip lines yeah no for real though uh no uh, we do have, we've got one last cutscene that I took notes on. Uh, when you get back out in space, um, Chip and Dale are freaking out, mostly Chip. Uh, basically, he says he can't, he doesn't know what it is, but he's picking up another reading somewhere out in space, but it's all weird and kind of fuzzy. And and Dale's like, huh, probably just a glitch. And Chip's like, I don't know. And so that's where it leaves us for now. And so that's that's everything I took notes on for today. How are we looking on time? like 30 seconds so that's a perfect place to oh, stop hell yeah made it right okay oh, i think that's like geez. almost that's like the closest we've gotten to being right on the money i know right uh oh, geez <laughs> <laughs>
Casey over here commenting in the in the Discord in the Kingdom Hearts Discord channel saying the oh, man of the that. hour has arrived. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just gonna call him Zigzag. That's fair too. There we go. I'm just commenting calling him God's perfect asshole. That sounds dirtier than I intended it. It really does. Um <laughs> anyway, we we didn't get any questions on the Twitter. Casey is posting something else in the mailbag channel. There it goes. Oh my oh. god, Veer. <laughs> no, that's Casey. I don't know what Veer did. Hang on. No, Veer's up at the top, right underneath where you posted one of the other uh Disney oh, minus. Okay, okay, okay. Okay, I was down looking at the but one I'll... that Casey just posted. Okay, but so also yeah, God uh... damn it, Casey too. <laughs> so starting with Veer's question. Uh with Claude taking the late Goofy's place in the party. How do you think he'll react to all the different Disney worlds? And what kind of gags do you think Cloud would be, would be used for, if any? Oh, he would be like the ultimate straight man, just constantly brooding. Ah, <laughs> uh, it would be, it would be I so good. In, like I could picture him in Land of Dragons with like Mushu just being Mushu, like climbing all over him, and Cloud's just standing there. Yes, that's that's exactly what it would be. He, they would, they go to Pride Lands, and he wouldn't even turn into anything. He would just reject it. No, he. Would, I think he would still turn into something, but he would still just float there, or sit there with this absolute just deadpan expression. There we go. Yeah, <laughs> Mufasa shows up in the clouds. Simba, who the fuck is that? <laughs> Why does that guy look so angry? Everyone else is fault. Ball- Everyone else was following their eyes out. Cloud was just looking at him. Cloud wouldn't even even look at him. He would take like one look and then go back to whatever he was doing. Like, meh. I know, right? (laughs) In his diary later, met a ghost today. So that happened. Sephiroth wasn't there. (laughs) Ergo, Uh, this was your relic. Okay. Quit purring at me. It's not my time yet. <laughs> okay. Um, Veer's second question was egg used to make the magical sea salt ice cream. I mean, there's an argument for it, probably. Um, if my brain were working better right now, there's probably sea salt and or ice cream somewhere. No, you know what? There was a whole, I think, realm in the four realms that was ice. So, yes, probably. There you go. <laughs> Uh, geez. Uh, with the with the mid season finale over, Cat, what do you think will happen next for our three half pints and their adventure? What do you, basically what do you think is happening in the back half of this game? Where are we going? Let's do. It. No, no, I'm thinking. I'm thinking. Uh, I predict massive mayhem. I mean, fair. Unfortunately, I don't think anybody else is gonna die. <laughs> Unfortunately. Well, except for you know, like a shit ton of heartless, but. Well, yeah, heartless bosses. Those are givens. Yeah, yeah, I don't think, like, any of the heroic cast is gonna die. Um, I'm probably gonna want to adopt at least three more Heartless, because some of them are just adorable. <laughs> That's also fair. Uh, from, I'm trying to think if we have any more nobodies that we need to meet. We do, we've got one more nobody uh, that we're gonna meet. Not, like, organization, we have one more person that, whose face we're gonna get, but, like, the, the, uh, the dancers and the samurais and all of that, we've got, like, one more of them that we're gonna see. Oh yeah, I forgot to, to tell you. You you know that we're in the back half now because everywhere that we would be getting regular shadows, we're now getting neo shadows because they're the the bigger Ooh. ones. Yeah. 
And in fairness, they do just look like the regular Shadow's big brother. Nice. Okay. Uh, going over to Flutterdark, he had three questions. Um, hang on, I need to... Okay, I got myself mixed up. Okay, there we go. Of all of the non-boss enemies that you have seen so far, which two would actually be terrifying if they were in the 1,000 fight instead of the two that you actually get? Uh, so basically, like... <sighs> um. Like I said, it was the two that you fight are like the little armored soldier guy and the security robot. And I can tell you which two would be the most annoying, which ones I would hate the most fighting if it was a mix of the which one? I'm guessing uh, the dragon one that we just saw with the lance. Oh, no. Oh, no. That's nobody's. If uh, the thousand heartless fight. Um, I can tell you which ones I would hate the most. Uh, The Crimson Jazz. That we that I think we saw briefly last time, and uh, the Morning Stars mostly just because those guys, both of them, are big, and all of their attacks will like toss you, so they would just be a pain in the ass to fight. They never do a ton yeah. of damage, but they like they're so good at just throwing you away. And, uh, well, and if you get a ton of them, then they probably would rack up damage. That too, but also it would just be annoying to be like. Hang on, let me get back over there. <laughs> right. <sighs> uh, number question number two: How the fuck did the box with the picture get there? Uh, don't worry about it. <laughs> hmm. Yeah. Well, no, I'm that's in, fa- in fairness. I mean, w- <sighs> yeah. We'll so how did that. how come Ansem had the picture and and the ice cream? I guess. Oh. I swear, I don't know for sure, but I'm pretty sure somewhere along the way is going to be a cutscene of them taking that fucking sea salt ice cream to Scrooge and him being like, this is perfect. I don't remember <laughs> for certain, but like, I, I feel like I remember that happening, but I don't remember if that's actually a thing that happens or if I'm making it up and just telling myself that it happens, because honestly, that could go either way. <laughs> you got a snuggly pupper. Dull. All the sleep. Um, and like he keeps rolling onto his back and doing the curled feetsy and like staring straight at me, like mother, <laughs> Ma- mom, <laughs> mother, pet. Now give me the tummy rubs. Okay. Um, yeah, because I know that tail twitch. If I go over there and pet the tummy, you're gonna attack my hand. Mm-hmm. Okay. If okay, yeah. Number question number two. If we had not been there in Land of Dragons. What do you think would have happened, or how do you think they would have handled the Thunder Dragon? Uh, ultimately, I think Mulan would have been able to take it out, but not before Shang got his ass kicked, because that seems to just be what happens. Shang <laughs> gets his ass kicked, Mulan gets pissed, and then probably fills him full of fireworks. Oh, actually, it looks like, um, from what the Emperor said, it looks like Ansem was probably gonna try to help them fight it. That would have been neat, watching him and Mulan team up. Oh, fuck off back to your Ed Hardy party yacht. <laughs> that too. <laughs> uh, okay, yeah, here we go. Question, uh, his last question. Uh, so, why didn't PCs not get to do more cool things like Bell did? Also, it must be real embarrassing in the Nobody Afterlife when Zaldin meets Dimmix and has to explain how he died despite ha- having a move that he gets to use from outside the arena. Yeah, for real <laughs> though. I feel like <laughs> I feel like Dimmix's death is more reasonable, whereas Zaldin like was just broken and like still got killed. But yeah, I wish the NPCs got to do more cool shit. That would be awesome. That'd be cool. 
I mean, I, I guess know. like from a logistical standpoint, maybe it was like too much to animate or too much extra time, but I'm with you. I would have still liked to have seen it. Yeah. I would love for there to be more scenarios where like, like Aladdin gets just punk on somebody. Right. I will say, <laughs> I will say we get a very, very good iteration of this happened in Kingdom Hearts 3. So just, just wait for that. I'm not going to tell you which world. I won't tell you what happens. But it is something that fits in so perfectly for the character that does it. it it's just um, chef kiss. Nice. Yeah. Um, uh, this was not questions. This was... <laughs> oh my god, was... he came over here and now he's staring at me. Aww. He's sitting oh, actually... by my chair. Oh, actually, here we go. A question from Casey. I don't know if this was just her messing around or uh, if this was actually a question, so I vote we answer it. Uh, Now that Goofy is definitely dead and never coming back, what classic non-Disney cartoon character should replace him? Goliath. Wait, who? Goliath from Gargoyles. Oh, oh. My brain went Bible for first. I was like, wait a minute. Hang on. No, no, wait. No, 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 no. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No, no, no. She said said non-Disney. I'm sorry. I keep forgetting Gargoyles is Disney. I know, right? I feel like there is a reasonable argument to be made in favor of basically any of the Looney Tunes. Oh, God. <laughs> well, Bugs Bunny. Donald. Bugs Bunny. Agent of pure not chaos. Donald. Not Donald, damn it. Daffy. Uh, You're thinking Daffy. of Daffy. Daffy Duck. Having him and Donald together on a team. I, no, see, they would just piss each other off, which would also be hilarious, but Bugs Bunny would actually be helpful in a fight because he would just true. constantly troll every single fucking enemy. <gasps> Wait, no, Marvin. I don't know how oh God, cinematic no, he would be. I can what? see it now. Like the, like one of the other people tries to b- build up like this huge magic attack and Marvin just pulls out his gun and blasts him. Bap. <laughs> okay, let's go. No, there there was a comic, and I'll try to find it to you. I'll find it tomorrow. I'm not going to do it tonight. But it was a comic by somebody that I follow occasionally where she was poking fun at, you know, how in cartoons and games people can do all these big, elaborate, like, spell buildups and the outfit transformations, and it's showing Sailor Moon. Yeah. But in yeah. the middle of the transformation, she just gets headshotted by a, by a shotgun. And in the end panel, the <laughs> character that did it is like, do you see that? Do you see how easy that was? <laughs> Oh wait, shit! I feel like I've seen this before. That sounds familiar. Um, Probably by Singa. I may have even sent it to you before, but I'll find it tomorrow and show it to you. I will say to their credit, um, Super Sentai, Common Rider, uh, Metal Heroes, all of those like general Tokusatsu ones in Japan have addressed that to varying degrees. Um, I know ah, I forgot the guy's name now. Hang on, Gavin. Um, like space, space captain Gavin. I forget his full name. Um, back in the day, back in I think I think Gavin was like in the eighties. Like his whole thing when he was doing the transformation sequence would have narration come on and say that this all takes place in like point zero 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 six of a second or some crap. <laughs> and I distinctly remember. I think it was from either Gokaiger or uh, Kyoryuji or one of them where they started to transform and like the enemies did try to attack but then like the flash of light just like went away and they were already in their suits anyway so it didn't matter <laughs> oh man i love transformation sequences they're also they're always so good uh, um 
And Kat, we should move on to these last two questions from Casey. Yep. Uh, who makes a worse attempt at cucking that goes from the haunted mansion or Zaldin? Uh, that's, that's pretty close. <laughs> I, I'm going to say Zaldin just because um, between this and the next game that we cover, we're going to spend more time with him doing it. So I will say Zaldin just for the sheer amount of like time and effort that went into it. Whereas the guy from uh, Haunted Mansion only had what, like a night? Right. I'm for the moment. I'm only saying Haunted Mansion just because at the moment I've seen more of him than I have of Zaldin. That's also fair. Um, and then in her next question, this is a hundred percent true. Where did them put the hardest super boss in the game at the end of Beast Castle Part Two? Yeah, it fucking is. I hate that fight. Fuck that fight. Ugh. Tell us how you really feel, Steven. Zaldin fight can kiss my ass. <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> okay, let me get Twitter pulled up so we can do plugs. Oh, jeez. Who's messaging me on Facebook? Oh, it's you. Me. Ah, stealth mode. <laughs> why, why, is, why is Cranberry hiding under a one panel of a box? He thinks if he puts his head under there that I can't see him. Despite, you know, the rest me. of his big 11 and a half pound ass sticking out. If I can't see her, then she can't see me. That's how it works. And keep in mind, just so you know, for reference to that box is like literally an arm and a half or about two arms lengths away from me. <laughs> so he's like right there by the chair and like, yeah, I totally didn't see you go tearing across the floor, dive under and shove your head. Under that box. Of course not. Yeah, no, he's got zoomies now. My plans are flawless. Ha 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 ha. Okay, okay. <laughs> Getting into um, a bit. Getting into plugs, we'll start with Nero again since they're not here. Uh, you can find Nero on Twitter at Dragon Smoocher. Uh, they have got, I'm still listening to it, so I'm still going to count it. Um, Shira on the uh, Podcast of Power. You can find that one at Podcast of Power. It's very good. Nero and their friend Jane were talking about Shira and the Princesses of Power on the Netflix. I almost said on the Twitter. Um <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> you can find their Transformers podcast at Prime Cuts at Prime Cuts Pod. That one's called Prime Cuts. It's very good. They talk about Transformers. I have fallen very behind on that one. Uh, <laughs> and then at some point in the future, probably, will be uh, their Final Fantasy 14. I almost said 10. Their Final Fantasy 14 recap podcast. Uh, called, what was it, Radio Free Heidelin. You'd find that one, I think it's at Heidelin Radio? Hang on one sec, I forgot to check that one. Do, do, Eventually. Do. There it is. Yeah, at Heidelin Radio. Look at me go. Did you want to do yours, or do you want me to go? You can do yours. Okay. No, I wasn't sure. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Z-87. Z uh, you can also find me, of course, on the alternate Weeks from Kingdom Hearts with both Steven and Arrow doing uh, Disney Minus where we are going through, for some reason, every Disney movie ever made. Uh, next one will be, we're going all the way back to the beginning and doing yeah. Snow White. Yeah. And how many dwarves? Seven dwarves. I don't, that sounded funnier in my head. <laughs> That's okay, Stephen. A lot of things do. Yeah. I'm just remembering how in, um, in, um, in Once Upon a Time, his name wasn't originally Grumpy. It was Dreamy. And then, like... Yeah. I forget what it was. Something sad happened. And literally his at, his pickaxe broke 
and when he got a new one, his his all of their all of their names were like magically inscribed onto their pickaxes for the Once Upon a Time universe, and like when he got his pickaxe broke after like something sad happened, I don't remember what. Um, and like when he got a new one, it was blank at first, and then as soon as he held it, his name like you know magically reappeared into it. But instead of saying dreamy, it said grumpy because now he was so angry all the time. <laughs> Well, I'm pretty sure that meme wasn't going to help either. No. <laughs> oh, anyway, uh, I got sidetracked. Um, I am on the Twitter at Marshmallow. It's spelled like Marshmallow, except that it has my name in it. I also do this. I also do uh, Resonant Beats, which is an actual play podcast playing interstitial or hearts intertwined. You can find that at Resi Beats Pod. I play Akira from Devil Man Cry Baby. Um, I also have dad underscore tastic. I'm going to post there again at some point. I prom maybe lies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It'll, it'll happen. Probably. I don't know. We'll see. I've been giving you jokes even at work and you won't even use those. <laughs> it's, I keep falling asleep on the couch and then forgetting, you know, I have time tonight. I'll probably post one tonight. We'll see. Here's, what do you call a monkey that, that breaks the law? A criminal. A crime ape. Ah! <laughs> Actually, hang on. Uh, I'm gonna. What do you call a monkey that breaks the law? A crime ape. Wait, hang on. How do you spell primate? I forgot now. There it is. Okay. P-R-I-M-A-T-E. There we go. There we go. I've got that typed up, and I will post it after we're done, and I get everything shut down. Okay. Yay. So anyway, <laughs> God, <laughs> we've gotten so far off the rails. So yeah, next regular episode fair, is kind of do that a lot. True. Next regular episode is Snow White. Next uh, Reverse Rebirth episode, we're going back to um, no, oh, geez, we're going back to Hercules, and then I think Pirates of the Caribbean, probably. Right. I don't remember for sure, but I, I want to say it's those two. Well, no, you'll <laughs> listeners, you'll know when the, when we get there. You'll you'll know <laughs> you'll by know. the time it happens. You'll find out by when we find out. Hang on, let me pull up the playlist just to make sure. I'm pretty sure those are the next two. We, we find do. out because you know we record it first. Nah, I scrolled too far. Okay, yeah, uh, looks like it is. Uh, the next episode in the playlist is Hercules and um, Pirates of the Caribbean. And then, honestly, since we're kind of zooming through the, the worlds at this point, we will probably have time for um, Aladdin and or Nightmare Before Christmas. Maybe Pride Lands Part 2. I'm not sure on that one yet. I'll play it by we'll, see how far, we'll see how far we get. Yeah. yeah we'll we're start, averaging we'll like... Timer and see how it goes. There we go. We're averaging like two playlist episodes per episode of this. So we'll see what happens. Um, we have officially made it as far as episode 15, so that's how far you can watch now. Uh, Wait. Yeah. So there you go. Um, in the meantime, everyone be good. Uh, don't watch Disney movies that suck. Do watch the ones that are good, because, I mean, you know, why, why would you? Uh, and, and also, I'm already half Kingdom Hearts. <laughs> <laughs>
Secret Anthems Report 1 My efforts these many years have come to fruition, with the world I govern having become a paradise worthy of being called Radiant Garden. Nurtured by the pure water that is the source of life, fragrant flowers bloom in abundance, and the people face each day with hopeful smiles. But where there is light, darkness also works. As noted in my earlier reports, I must solve the mystery of this darkness of the heart. This paradise depends on it. I shall perform an experiment to probe the depths of a person's heart. One of my own apprentices, Xehanort, has volunteered to be a subject. The young man has served me ever since I nursed him back from death's door some years ago. He had lost all his memories at the time, but later showed remarkable intellectual curiosity and readily absorbed my teachings, gaining deep wisdom. Any mental immaturity is surely due to his young age. If I explore Xehanort's heart with psychological tests, I may be able to recall the past locked away within. My apprentice Evan has also taken great interest in Xehanort's memories, but is he really the right subject? Xehanort does indeed exhibit extraordinary talents. Too extraordinary. Perhaps they are even superhuman. Secret Anthems Report 4. The distant days spent in that beautiful paradise are an illusion to me now. How long have I been here, banished to the realm of nothingness? It is only by relying upon my anger and hatred that I have been able to retain my sense of self, here where all existence is nullified. My heart is being overcome with hatred toward my apprentices, possessed by the darkness, and with the anger I feel for stupidly allowing myself to be betrayed. Is this darkness eating away at my heart? I cannot continue to idle away my time. What are Xehanort and the others attempting to do? I must unravel the mystery of these Anthem's reports, intercept my apprentices, and defeat them. That is my mission, the only way to repay the world for my sins. Those beings who lack hearts, the heartless, must be the key. The darkness of the heart made flesh, cursed shadows who not only lack hearts, but multiply by seizing hearts from any and all living things. Where have they come from, and where are they going? Three elements combine to create a life, a heart, a soul, and a body. But what of the soul and body left behind when the heart sinks? When the soul leaves the body, its vessel, life, gives way to death. But what about when the heart leaves? A being does not perish when its heart leaves its body. The heart alone disappears into the darkness. There is little time. If I remain in this realm much longer, I will certainly learn these answers the hard way. My heart is already a captive of the darkness.